Hello, and welcome to The Essentials. I'm James, the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church and the host of this very podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode. It is Memorial Day weekend. I'm recording this a little bit ahead of time, knowing that I'll be away on Monday, but wanting to give you the message that we have for worship this week. It's a very busy time of year. People, especially this weekend, are off to their cabins and to their cottages to spend some time at the lake. People are going through graduations from high school and college for their kids. If kids are in spring sports, it's also the time when the state tournament is rolling around. It is a very busy time of year. And folks around here especially seem to be very fired up and energized about the beautiful weekend that lies ahead of us. There has just been a nonstop stream of lifted trucks and four-wheelers and other fun toys that are flying down the country roads. That is uh, living in freedom for you. People are out and enjoying this beautiful weather. But this weekend in worship, this Sunday, which is May 28th, is Pentecost Sunday. It is the day we remember the Holy Spirit arriving to those early Christians, their experience of it, and how they were inspired to move forward from that moment. So the lesson that we will be reflecting on in worship comes from the book of Acts. It's chapter 2, and they're verses 1 through 21. And I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Perithians, Medes, and Elamites, as well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia. Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the regions of Libya, bordering Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the mighty works of our God in our own languages. And they were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying, they're full of new wine. Peter stood with the other eleven apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk as you suspect. After all, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. 
Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my sermon, on my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here ends the reading of our word. And I apologize for those ancient communities and people that I butchered their name of. One of the most difficult readings for me every year, trying to muscle through all of those names. But Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, can be one of the most difficult Sundays for me in the entire church year. Now, in terms of importance, it's truly right up there with Christmas and Easter, although it doesn't get the same hype that the others do. Well, this is the birthday of our church as we know it. It's the day when these early believers went from being totally confused and terrified about what to do next to a community with a voice and a purpose. The Holy Spirit gave them a charge to share Christ's message with all people and flip their world upside down by telling them that all people, young and old, men and women, people from every race under heaven, they are all blessed and tasked with sharing the story. And I say that it's a difficult Sunday, partially because the event itself defies logic and it's impossible to comprehend unless you were there. But also because it can feel like we as readers today are left on the sidelines a little bit. Because the Spirit came and changed their lives in an instant. It was overwhelming and undeniable. Then what about us? Where is our moment? That same Spirit should be rushing through our buildings like a violent wind. It should be pouring through the windows and ripping doors off of their hinges. We want to be humbled and awestruck by the Spirit working in our lives, giving us direction and confidence for the task at hand. But instead, I think it's safe to say that the Spirit is, at best, a gentle breeze for us. It's a subtle push or a nudge that we have to be paying close attention to in order to notice at all doesn't knock us over or change our entire lives with a single moment. And there are some Pentecost Sundays where we celebrate the movement of the Holy Spirit all those years ago, almost as if that moment should be enough to sustain and inspire us today. But I think that mindset that I can have can teach us everything that's wrong with our approach to the Spirit's movement in our lives. Because I want the Spirit to appear on my time, 
when I'm actively looking for it and in a way that I will immediately comprehend. I want a sense of comfort with it. I still want to be in control. Really, I think the spirit should work for me and align with the path that I already have established in my head. I'm not really letting it lead me, but I'm forcing it to adjust to what I want. It's just like praying to God with a list of requests because we think we know best. Instead of asking to help us keep our eyes open to where God is moving us. But we want to be in the driver's seat. And we desperately want to shut things down when we feel like we're being led to uncharted territory. When the spirit shows us something new and unknown, we try to pretend we don't see it. So we can cling to what's familiar to us. It was a movement of the spirit that led me to consider going to seminary and becoming a pastor. But that wasn't my plan. I was a business major. I was going to work in a cubicle and climb the ladder. So when the spirit said, go to seminary, I said, no. And I kept saying no until I got that job and knew that I hated it after the first week. But I kept saying no, because that would be such a 180 to bail and start school again, to move across the country away from my family. There was no blueprint for how to do that. So I just wanted to stick to the safe path. But the spirit wouldn't give up until I finally gave in. And when I look back on it some nine years later, I can't imagine not letting the spirit take control. There has been so much that has fallen into place just because I loosened my grip on the plan that I thought was best. And just this past week, my wife and I were talking about how the college versions of ourselves would have never picked to move to little old freedom. It would have been the furthest thing from our radar. But now, we can't even picture or imagine taking a different route. So maybe there is a push or a nudge that you've been wrestling with in your life. It could be an opportunity to move into the unknown. It could be a, a potential change that would bring a lot of loose ends and unanswered questions. Maybe the plan that you've made for yourself isn't turning out to be what you thought it would. Now, do you put your head down and soldier on for the sake of hanging on to what's familiar and what's known? Or are you willing to see that gentle nudge as the spirit's attempt at breaking through? And maybe it's time to finally give up some of that control. Now, I'm not saying that you all need to quit your jobs and start seminary. For my congregation, the Moravian Church 
might love that, but it would leave me without a church to preach to. But maybe the spirit is working in your life, trying to mend a relationship or trying to help you walk away from one. Maybe it's working on a path that would improve your mental or physical health. Maybe it has something lined up for you that will help you be more of your true and full self. You might be amazed where the breeze of the spirit could take you if you are willing to get out of the way and follow it. But what about our Christian congregations? What about Christianity as a whole? Where's the spirit leading us? Because Pentecost was a day when the entire community was blessed with a push, blessed with talents and a purpose for something brand new. Their entire world was turned upside down together. In this society where structure and power dynamics were firmly established along with gender roles and expectations, the spirit was poured out on all people, no matter their race, their age, their gender, or their social status. Every single person was given gifts and a voice. This was the spirit pushing their community into a new and radically inclusive way of being. And something we hear from today's lesson from John's gospel, as well as Jesus says, that all people who are thirsty should come to him for living water. That all people deserve that water of new life and love. The Spirit calls us to celebrate, embrace, and empower all people. And as the early community began that sacred work, we continue it today. So we can recognize and appreciate that the world has become a more inclusive place since then. But we have to admit that we do have a long way to go. As Peter quotes the prophet Joel, he says that men and women will prophesy. 2,000 years later, more or less, however, women still aren't welcome behind the pulpit in many congregations. Moravians have historically been ahead of the curve in lifting up the voices of women, but we didn't ordain a woman pastor until 1975. If we think about our country, we believe and preach that all people are created in God's image. But the continual problem of racism in our nation sees Black people that account for 13% of our country's population take up 38% of the population in our prisons and jails. Or we lift up those who serve in the military. We have them on our hearts and minds this weekend, only to see that the suicide rate for veterans is as much as twice that for the rate of a regular citizen, citing a lack of support 
and lack of resources available to them when their active duty concludes. We could go on and on about how our world is inclusive to some while it harms or actively ignores others. Now, the comfortable path for us would be to be grateful for what we have, to continue to worship and pray in our sort of bubble. We could do that job. We could sit in that cubicle forever, and we could lead decent, good lives. But the push of the Spirit begs for us to venture into the unknown to make God's radically inclusive kingdom a reality. The Spirit says it isn't enough to pray for those issues or to pretend that they aren't still devastating and oppressing entire communities. Empathy and awareness are just the beginning as we are led to bring the living water of hope and love to the world. I think the spirit is blowing through the Christian church, ripping doors off the hinges by showing us the many needs of the world. It isn't a question of if we will have our own Pentecost. It's a question of if we will see the inclusiveness of God's kingdom, the expansiveness of God's love as a cause worthy enough to ditch the safe path that we could easily cling to and get uncomfortable by recklessly serving all of God's people. Amen. That wraps up our episode for today. You can find out more about the Freedom Arabian Church online the Freedom Moravian Church site.org or on our Facebook or YouTube pages. You can learn more about the Greater Moravian Church at moravian.org. I thank you for listening. I hope that you are well, and I will catch you next time.